TII item 466, June 29th, 2018, iOS 12 beta 2, iOS 11.4.1 betas 3 and 4. Welcome to Today in iPhone. Yeah, I like it a lot. Today in iPhone. Hey, Gullet! Oh yeah! My beautiful iPhone, which I never have out of my hand, and that I do everything with, and has become an extension of who I am. Today's show is brought to you by Eero. For free overnight shipping to the U.S. and Canada, visit eero.com and at checkout select overnight shipping then enter promo code TII to make it free. Welcome to the show. I'm your host Rob and you are listening to the Today in iOS podcast. First up I want to thank Stephen for sending in the artwork for today's show. He even wrote the following. Quote, Hi Rob, this is Shinjuku Apple Store in Tokyo which I found while traveling in Japan. TII logo was added from the Photos app as I do not have any other apps on my phone for editing pictures. While there, was interested to see that the airport time capsule is sold in Japan as the Air Mac time capsule. Regards, Stephen Weirich. Well, Stephen, thanks for sending this in. And folks, you can see this artwork in the free TI app via the bonus button for episode 466 or at Instagram.com slash Today in iOS and also at Facebook.com slash Today in iOS. If you have some artwork and or music you have created on your iOS device that you would like to share with the audience, please email to me at todayinios at gmail.com and please make sure to include which app or apps you use to create said artwork and or music. Let's start out by talking about iOS 12 beta 2, which has the code name inside Apple of iOS 11.5 beta 2, because of course that is what they call it inside Apple. And in some ways that's a good thing, the second beta of iOS 12 is, again, very stable for a second beta of a whole number. Uh, and the first two betas are the most stable whole number update betas for the first two versions that I've ever tested. In the past, I would not even think of putting a whole number beta on my main phone until at least the fifth beta, min. This time, it's already more stable, in my opinion, at the second beta than iOS 11 was at the ninth or even 10th beta. But that is not setting the bar very high. It is still not stable. It's just more stable than any other beta 2 of a whole number update in the past. Should you put it on your main device? <laughs> no. Because, uh, well, beta 3 could be horrible. Not likely. But still, hold off on putting this on your main device for now. Some people think that because Apple said this update will speed up older devices, Apple meant that it would speed up older devices with the beta. Uh, no. In my case, I have installed it on my son's iPhone 7 Plus and the 12.9-inch original iPad Pro. So one generation old devices in both cases. Nothing really old yet. And I will go over some of the new features in iOS 12 shortly versus what was in iOS 11.4. At least that's running currently on my iPhone 10 and my iPad Pro 10.5 inch versus iOS 12 on the iPhone 7 Plus and 12.9 inch iPad original Pro. Apple did release the latest beta to the public. And again, that makes things confusing because they're calling it iOS 12 public beta 1, which is the same as iOS 12 beta 2 for devs 
We will just call it iOS 12 beta 2 whenever we're referencing it here and stick with the name for devs when talking about the betas going forward because, well, that's who should really be using it. Apple has received a lot of bad PR grief about slowing down devices in the past year or two. And devices seeming to slow get slower as versions of iOS get higher. According to Apple, iOS 12 will speed up those devices, which seem to slow down the last two updates, especially uh, for the iPhone 5S and the iPad mini second gen, which according to comments from Apple, will get a new lease on life. While this is a boring update overall, it is one that does seem to bring focus back on performance, and that's a very good thing. I will take that over a couple extra features any day of the week. That said, expect a, a little bit of um, disappointment here as we go over the features here in a minute. And speaking of new features, I'm going to do the traditional compare where the second beta of a whole number to the latest public version of iOS. So iOS 12 beta 2 versus iOS 11.4. And uh, to the setting app we go. First thing that is different on the main settings page is the removal of carrier from the top group. It is now airplane mode, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, cellular, and personal hotspot. When you go into cellular section, they move personal hotspot up on the list to the third item. And in the second group is where they moved carrier. But now it's called cellular network. And for cellular data in iOS 11, you had two options this billing period, and last billing period. In iOS 12, it's just showing this billing period. iOS 12 taketh away. This is per showing under uh, your apps which ones used how much data. Now you can only see what is happening in the current billing period. Seems odd they removed the uh, previous billing period. Back to the main settings screen. In iOS 11, you had notifications, Control Center, and Do Not Disturb in the top section, uh, next section. In iOS 12, the second group is Notifications, Sounds and Haptics, and Do Not Disturb with a fourth one, the much-awaited and, in my opinion, top new feature of iOS 12, Screen Time. Control Center is moved down to the third group, which is where Sound and Haptics was, so they switched groups. Apple's reasoning for the move, um, yeah. But before moving into that third group, let's go over screen time, which when you launch it, you get the option to set up as a parent or just continue. Continuing as a parent, uh, you get to set a different parental passcode, which obviously you're going to want beyond the, the main one that the kids are used to unlock. You can select downtime, for example, from 9 p.m. to 7 a.m. for your kids' devices. Then you can set up app limits. For example, you can set an hour time limit or 45-minute time limit per day for games. Then set an hour for entertainment and social networking combined. Then you have the option to set which apps are always allowed, like phone and FaceTime and the TII app, because you don't want to limit that one plus any apps needed for education and schooling. And finally, this section has content and privacy settings. Uh, restrictions from general in iOS 11 has been moved here in iOS 12. Okay, back to the third overall group 
on the main settings screen. As mentioned, Control Center was moved down to the third group, and there are two new widgets. Uh, uh, one is hearing, and one is scan QR code. So if you go into Control Center, uh, there one of the two new widgets that you can do um, is hearing, and that, well, scan QR code, is the, that one's pretty obvious. But hearing, um, this one, lets you live stream audio from the mic of your iOS device to your Apple AirPods. So if you have an issue hearing, you're hearing impaired, have some issues there, you can use this to boost the audio, or, and I'm sure no one would ever do this, you, you could turn it on, leave your phone in the conference room, walk out to get something, and hear what people are saying in the room after you leave. Again, I'm sure no one would ever use it for that purpose. Nope, never going to happen. The next group in the settings remains the same, and that's the iTunes and App Store plus the wallet and Apple Pay. Nothing changed there. The fifth group, or which I guess is the first-class citizen group for apps, has the settings for the more important native Apple apps, which I guess is the reason why they separated them and put them above the other ones. This is where you have the settings for mail, contacts, calendar, notes, reminders, phone, messages, FaceTime, maps, compass, Safari, and news. And they're all located there. And all of them stayed first-class citizens. Nothing uh, moved out from that group. But they are joined by a few new ones. Voice memos, measure, and stocks. For voice memos, you have the option for audio quality between compressed and lossless and the default name between location and number. There is also the standard Siri control options. For the Measure app, you can switch between Imperial, i.e. English, and Metrics. I can remember when I was in elementary school, and we were told, this is in the mid-70s, that we were going to be the generation that switched from English to metric system, and they were starting with us. Not so much. For the Stocks app, which I would have told you already had been in there and had controls available, and I would have been wrong, it gives you the standard Siri controls, plus ability to turn on and off cellular data, and there is privacy info in there for settings, and that's a big yawn. The next group of second-tier citizen apps remains the same as with iOS 11. Let's go to the general section in settings now, and this is where a lot of the good stuff in the past has been hidden. First up, the home button option is right above accessibility now. But strangely enough, this is not the same home button options that are in accessibility. This is just about the haptic response you feel when you press the home button. Strange for them to add this. If you go under a software update, there is a new option, automatic updates, and your choices are on or off. The next group will depend on if you have an iPad or an iPhone. For the iPhone, it will be AirDrop, Handoff, and CarPlay. For the iPad, it's AirDrop, Handoff, and Multitasking, and Dock. And yawn. Nothing changed for either iPhone or iPad for that section. Next is accessibility. There is one new main item under accessibility. It is Reduce transparency, I know, exciting, which used to be a sub-item under increase contrast. 
By the way, auto brightness control is still hidden under settings, general accessibility magnifier, then auto brightness toggle on or off because yes, it's so obvious to put it there. In settings, general accessibility switch control for point scanning, the first option was higher pointer precision with an on off toggle. In iOS 12, it is changed to selection style with three choices, two phase, simple and high precision. And that was it. And did, did I mention code name iOS 11.5 beta 2? Yeah, no real change or additions for accessibility. I mean, that is it for accessibility changes. And without a doubt, that is not something I have ever said about a whole number update before that accessibility had basically no changes or so minor changes that they were, excuse me, I gotta go get some coffee and wake up type changes. Actually, that that was it for the whole general changes to the general section of, of the settings app. I mean, next up is a minor addition for settings, phone and SMS call reporting. This is uh, new in iOS 12. According to Apple, quote, SMS call reporting extensions provides a way for you to choose to report selected phone calls and incoming text message to third-party developers, unquote. Yeah, iBooks is now called Books. And amazingly, again, that really is it for changes to the settings app for features. I mean, there are some actual changes in, in, in some of the apps themselves, and I'll get into those on a future episode. But in the past few years, it took multiple episodes to go over all the changes in the setting app. Not this time. And I went through each and every option and sub-option and sub-sub-option and so on. I mean, I dug down as far down as you could go into every option to look at everything to see if there was any changes compared to iPhone to iPhone, iPad to iPad. And the changes for iOS 12 were, to put it nicely, under the hood because they weren't above the hood and they weren't on the dashboard. Uh, these are internal changes these are not exciting changes. Now, again, that's not a bad thing, uh, except if you're trying to find content for a podcast to talk about something. Um, but otherwise, it's not a bad thing overall. I think we're not going to have the issues we had with iOS 11 where there was so many betas and it was so unreliable and was so flaky. And then iOS 11.1 was really should have been iOS 11.0. You know, again, this is really like iOS 11.5. It's not really 11. No, 12.0. Uh, it's not that big an update feature-wise. Now, if you are testing the beta, public beta, or if you're doing the dev beta test for iOS 12, let me know your thoughts. Do you agree with me? Disagree with me? What are some of your favorite new features? If there are features multiple that are favorite, Give us a call, 206-666-6364. That's 206-MOONDOG. Or shoot an email to todayinios at gmail.com. Today's sponsor is a product I absolutely love and allows me to get the fastest Wi-Fi at my house with the best coverage everywhere. Eero, E-E-R-O, makes a Wi-Fi mesh network for your home. And we made our mesh network even meshier last month when we added a third beacon to our mesh network. Now we have a base unit on the south side of the house on the middle level, uh, one beacon in the kitchen on the north side of the house, middle level, one beacon in our bedroom, top level north side, and a new beacon on the lower level southeast corner where the kids play video games. 
The house is fully meshed, and adding the third beacon took less than five minutes to set up. Very, very easy. We have a lot of our son's friends that come over uh, for Fortnite squads, where four of them are connecting on devices and going off and playing squads in Fortnite. The Wi-Fi speed in our house is amazing, and I would rather they be at our house where we can watch them. So thank you, Eero, for making our house the house. This is the second generation Eero unit, which added a third 5 gigahertz radio, and it is a mesh network just like at office buildings, but now for your home. You only need to hardwire connect the base station unit. The beacons you just plug into any wall outlet, and they even have a nightlight. If you go to eero.com and enter promo code TII, you will get free overnight shipping to the U.S. and Canada. Again, go to eero.com and at checkout, select overnight shipping, then enter promo code TII to make it free. If you have an iPhone 10, an iPhone 8, 8 Plus, 4K Apple TV, and you want to unlock the full Wi-Fi speed of your devices, get yourself an Eero mesh network for your house. The base station unit sits flat, and you power it with their USB-C connector. It is a very nice-looking Apple-esque white design. It also has a new thread radio for lower-powered devices like my Ring doorbell or other Wi-Fi-enabled IoT devices. And as I've said before, this is the best, best, best Wi-Fi I have ever tested or heard of. Thanks, Euro, for unleashing the wireless power of all my Apple products. In addition to iOS 12 Beta 2, Apple also released Watch OS 5 Beta 2. First, however, let's go into the email bag. Hi, Rob. Was excited to see multi-room support for AirPlay with iOS and tvOS 11.4. I do have a question and comment. I noticed that there was a slight delay between my Apple TV 4th Gen plus 4th Gen 4K. It wasn't that noticeable when walking from room to room, but I'm concerned about them not syncing exactly. Has anyone experienced a syncing issue with HomePods in stereo mode? I was waiting on software support to buy new speakers. Also, I was a bit disappointed in the fact that my original Apple Watch will no longer be supported with iOS 12 and watchOS 5, with the really neat feature of Walkie Talker, um, a feature my wife and I will use extensively while looking for each other during our shopping expeditions. Apple generally supports its hardware for longer than two and a half or three years, and the announcement that the Gen Zero Watch was not being supported by watchOS 5 was a huge disappointment, especially given the initial cost. I find it difficult to keep up with my day job due to the chores around the house and keeping mama happy, so I can say I really appreciate your efforts on prepping and putting together the podcast and monitoring the Google site as a sideline. Regards, Stan B. in Winchester, Kentucky. Well, thank you, Stan, for the email and the kind words, and, and per your comments about the Apple Watch, and how long Apple is supporting it. Yes, I agree. It is disappointing that Apple is dropping support for it so quickly. Granted, it was April 2015 when it launched, which means come September, it will it will now be, uh, it will no longer be supported. And by that time, that means it'll have lasted three years and five months of support. Which, when compared to the original iPhone, I was surprised to see is actually better. 
The original iPhone was supported through iOS 3.1.3, which came out in February 2010, but it was iOS 4 that basically put the original iPhone at end of life or when Apple didn't support it anymore for new software. And that was late in June of 2010, or pretty much right on three years. I was actually surprised to see that the Apple Watch will have a longer officially supported life than the original iPhone. Granted, later iPhones have been supported longer. The iPhone 4S was supported from iOS 5 to iOS 9. That's five years. And the iPhone 5S will be supported from iOS 7 through iOS 12 as a minimum. And that's going to be a minimum of six years or double the life of the original iPhone. So Apple is definitely supporting devices longer if said devices happen to be an iPhone. Um, yes, I still agree. It would be nice to see Apple supporting the Apple Watch longer given you know, the cost of them. And hopefully it will still work okay and sync to an iPhone. Just don't get the new features. Um, we'll find out more what happens when iOS devices updated iOS 12 and you try to sync up your iPhone original generation to it. Hey, Rob, it's Michael at Payom, P-A-Y-O-W-N on Twitter. I hope you and the T-Day Today in iOS listeners are doing amazing. I uh, wanted to drop a quick voice message to you uh, talking a little about my favorite feature in WatchOS Beta 1, 2, no, 1.5, WatchOS Beta 1.5, I don't really know the version number, uh, but the one that was released this past Tuesday uh, as I record this message. Uh, and pretty much the first development release that actually didn't break Apple Watches. Uh, wanted to tell you my favorite feature and why. Uh, me and my co-host, Demasi, were getting ready to jump on a conference call. And I was on the conference call, and the other person was on the call. And we're sitting there for a couple of minutes. i got to call you out here, Demasi. We're sitting there for a couple of minutes, and I'm like, you know, Demasi should be here. Let's walkie-talkie him. I raised my wrist up, and I said, hey, let's walkie-talkie Demasi. I tapped on walkie-talkie, held my finger. Look, voiceover users double-tapped and held, waited until I heard the little chirp sound. Not really a chirp, but a weird sound. And I said, hey, Demasi, you coming to this meeting? And I let my finger up. He sends me a message back. And he says, hey, Michael, I'm entering my code. Stop messaging me. Oh. <laughs> so I think walkie-talkie right now is my favorite feature. Uh, did you notice, I'm sure you did, that your Siri voice from your iOS 12 device comes, and, and I assume it's only iOS 12, comes over to your watchOS 5 device. So if you're using a Siri voice that you're very fond of, you can use that voice on your watch. And I don't see that much delay in response time either. Well, thank you very much for keeping this amazing podcast up. Once again, this is Michael at P-A-Y-O-W-N on Twitter. I look forward to hearing future episodes. And have an awesome summer. Oh, real quick. I almost forgot. Really, really quick. Blind users, and maybe you have some opinion on this too. Blind users, what about AR kit are you mostly excited about? I'm, I'm not sure. For me, I'm not sure if... I'm sure it will impact my daily life in some way, because that's what Apple does, is makes a difference on my life every day. Not quite sure how that's going to play out in real life. Michael, thanks for the feedback. And folks, if you want to send in feedback... Give us a call like Michael did, 206-666-6364. That's 206-MOON-DOG. Or shoot an email to todayinios at gmail.com. So one thing to make sure is clear on the walkie-talkie feature. It is more a record and send than they listen, than they're listening after you send it. 
Um, so it's not a true walkie-talkie, like where you, as you speak, they hear like you did as a kid. Um, you tap and hold on the talk button and say what you want to say. Then release and the message is sent and played once it's received. So there's a lag. If you send a longer message, especially say you're recording for 10 seconds and then they listen for 10 seconds and then they take 10 seconds to reply. That means it's 20 seconds from the time you sent a message min to when you receive a reply back if both messages are 10 seconds long. At least that is how it appears to be working. And along with Beta 2 for iOS 12 and watchOS 5, tvOS 12 also had Beta 2 rolled out last week, or two weeks ago, depending when you're listening to this, or longer. Uh, one of the new things um, is support for Dolby Atmos surround sound. Now, this is the good news. The bad news is good luck finding any content that is, uses it. Uh, one other new feature in Beta 2 for tvOS is the ability to swipe on Siri remote to switch from one screensaver to another. Yay! Apple has also rolled out a new feature where passwords input on your iOS device are handed off to the Apple TV when your iOS device is near the Siri remote. So, for example, a password entered for your iCloud account will be transferred to your Apple TV well after tapping a pop-up and selecting passwords. Reports also state that tvOS 12 Beta 2 is more stable than Beta 1. Shocker. Apple also released the third beta of iOS 11.4.1 on June 18th, and then the fourth beta a week later on June 25th. To sum up these two betas, bug fixes and optimizations for a double dot Mr. Irrelevant iOS update. With each of these updates, uh, there was a corresponding update for tvOS 11.4.1 with corresponding news on what was changed. Nothing, just bug fixes and optimizations. And finally, Apple also rolled out Watch OS 4.3.2 Beta 3 on June 25th. And yep, bug fixes and optimizations. So if you're playing along at home for iOS, there is iOS 11.4, which is the main iOS for the masses right now. There is iOS 11.4.1 Beta 4, which is for the three beta testers in Albania or something like that. And for the rest of the beta testers out there, there is iOS 12 beta 2. With the 4th of July, the middle of this coming week, there's a good chance Apple will skip releasing any beta updates this coming week. Probably looking at July 9th before there's another update. From the Apple Newsroom, calling all teachers, calling all teachers. Apple has released its new and free schoolwork app for teachers. Quote, makes it easy to create assignments, view students' progress, and avoid parents on social media and in the real world, unquote. That last one is via the new Avoid My Students' Parents feature. It's kind of like Find My Friends, only the opposite. You just add their Apple IDs, and your iOS device will tell you when any of them are within 200 yards. And if you are on Facebook, it will show your status as offline to all of them all the time. The new Schoolwork app is for the iPad only. With the app teachers can, quote, easily assign a specific activity right within the app to guide their students directly to a challenge or a lesson. Schoolwork and the apps supporting uh, it give teachers new insight into how their students are performing, helping them tailor their teaching to the needs and potential of each student, unquote. 
Link in the show notes to find out more about this app and the Avoid My Students Parents feature. And if you are a teacher and you download this and start using this, give us a call, 206-666-6364, 206-MOONDOG, and let us know your thoughts about this app. Apple this past week also announced that they have launched a new 2018 midterm election section in the Apple News app from Apple, quote, Apple announced a new 2018 midterm elections section in Apple News, providing a new resource for timely, trustworthy midterm election information and helping news seekers access the most important reporting and analysis from a diverse set of publishers. 2018 midterm election section helps readers follow the latest on the elections with breaking news, exclusive highlights, and analysis with rely- from reliable sources selected by Apple News team of experienced editors. Readers can quickly get up to speed on the most relevant topics and candidates by accessing the news section in the Apple News app from a banner across the top of the For You tab as well as through the top stories and the spotlight tab, unquote. This section is available to readers in the U.S. and will be available through the 2018 midterm elections that happen in November. For those of you in Poland, first, thanks for listening to the show. And second, good news, Apple Pay is launching in your neck of the woods. Initially, Apple Pay will be available with eight banks, and I'm going to mutilate almost all of their names here. Alor, BG... PNP, Parabis, BZWBK, Getin, MBank, Nest Bank, Pikawa, and Rafizan Polo Bank. Yeah, I really killed that last one. With additional banks coming on board in September. Congrats to those in Poland, and I apologize for the mutilation of the names of your banks. And you can see the, what banks I'm really talking about if you look in the link in the show notes for episode 466 at todayinios.com. Into the mabeg we go. Hey Rob, I happily subscribe to Apple Music and I listen to it daily in the car. I use Siri to listen to play songs. Except when I ask to play certain songs, uh, it will start playing the music video instead of the song. I say, hey Siri, play song such and such, and it will not play the standard song, but the music video version of the song. I have tested it like uh, this, quote, hey Siri, play The Way I Are by Timberland, unquote. Is there any way to stop having it play the music video version of the song? I have Verizon and have been penalized and had my speed reduced. Thank you and keep up the amazing work. Go Royals. Regards, AJ. And I'm going to throw this one, AJ, out to the audience. If anyone has had this issue and found a fix to it, give us a call or shoot us an email today in iOS at gmail.com. Let us know what you had to do to get Siri from stop playing a music video and start playing the correct song. To the email bag. Hi, Rob. At work, I have some Outlook group contacts that I send morning emails to, sometimes I want to send from the iPhone. Is there a way to transfer the Outlook contact group to my iPhone without creating all contacts on my iPhone? Thanks in advance, Nick. And this is an Outlook question, and that means it's out to the group. So if anyone out there can help Nick out, shoot us an email or give us a call. Back to the email bag. Hi, Rob. I'm looking for an iPhone application that turns my old iPhone's camera to a security camera that can record video once the app detects movement in the area that is being pointed to. 
I could not find any app like that on the App Store. Maybe you or the listeners can help me on this. Thanks for a great show. Regards, Elon from Israel. And Elon, I'm going to put myself in the same boat as you. I tried to find something similar to this before. I couldn't find anything like that. If anyone out there knows of something like this, let us know. Give us a call. Shoot us an email. Folks, do you remember back in September when Apple announced the iPhone 8, 8 Plus, and the 10, and said they all support wireless charging like uh, the Apple Watch does and soon-to-be AirPod case that was going to support wireless charging, and that Apple would also release one charging pad called AirPower to charge all of those Apple devices at once? Well, to say Apple is having issues getting said unit out the door is being nice. Some are calling it vapor power instead of air power. Uh, and, and with good reason, <laughs> at this time, there is no official word from Apple on what went wrong and even if they will still release said product ever. So we don't know what's going on, where it is. A lot of people are speculating, but it comes down to this. Something wasn't working right and Apple hasn't released it yet. Hopefully they will shortly. It would be a nice... Uh, to have one place where I could drop my iPhone 10, my Apple Watch, and my get, well, I'd have to get a new case for my uh, AirPods. But it would be nice, hopefully, soon, shortly, Apple, quick, before September comes around, get it released. For the, the person who called, he wanted to uh, remove ads from the YouTube app. Um, the only way I know for sure is to uh, subscribe to YouTube Red. It's... Um, takes out all the other things. It gives you some exclusive content. Um, I actually started subscribing because I do watch a lot of YouTube. And um, it's really nice to never have a commercial break into your video. Um, there still is an ad at the top of the screen when you first start the, start the thing, but it's just like a, a banner thing that you have to click on. Usually it's something, some kind of uh, content that's exclusive to YouTube that's advertised or Sometimes it's a new Apple commercial or something like that. But it's really not that big of a deal, that one. And it's only at the top when you first open the app. So $9.99 a month if you go through Google. It's $12.99 to pay the Apple tax if you do the subscription through your iTunes account. They uh, add the 30% that Apple takes out. So um, you might want to do the $9.99 a month instead of $12.99 a month if... Uh, you don't want to pay that, but I don't know a free way to do it. I mean, I'm sure maybe there might be a jailbreak or something, but other than that, I would say YouTube Red is your answer. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Bye. Thanks, Justin, as always. Into the email bag we go. Hi, Rob. I'm writing this after three plus years of owning a Pebble Steel after you raved about them years ago. Loved getting notifications and being able to change the watch face at a whim, but I got really sick of it losing connection with my iPhone and having to repair it every couple of weeks after getting out of the Bluetooth range. So I'm starting to look for alternatives. I don't even bother with the Fitbit uh, range as I hated the look of them and the horrible design of the cases. I mean, plastic for a watch case, really? I eventually tried the Amazit Fitbit. Um, I can't pronounced that, sorry. Uh, but it had similar issues as the Pebble. But the worst one was it had an uh, issue if you set your iPhone to use the carrier time and shifted time zones like I did when I went on holiday. It stayed in the home time zone unless you manually set the time. 
and Daylight Savings did the same thing, so I ditched that. While I was on holiday, I happened to visit the Apple Store in Brisbane. I live in New Zealand, and we don't even rate a single store in our country. Uh, Australia has five, I think. And I had a decent look at one. I bought a S3 uh, Apple Watch, 42mm Wi-Fi, only uh, aluminum space gray model. Well, I hate to say it, the Pebble is left for dead by this thing. Everything a Pebble does, this does better for me. Okay, I can't get the five to six days of battery. I could probably get four, but three is easy. The raise to wake is fine and works better than I expected, a lot better. Yes, it is expensive, but I expect I'll use it longer than I keep uh, my iPhones. Uh, about On an average, about three years uh, for each iPhone version. My Pebble is losing support soon anyway. I haven't even thought about it since getting the Apple Watch other than maybe I should try to sell it. And I'm sure there are other Pebble owners out there that I'm thinking that think I'm sell a sellout. Well, think about the company that made your watch. Uh, they sold out on you and me. I was in Kickstarter for the time too. And what they did to all the backers really sucked. I love my Apple Watch and my iPhone 8 Plus. And if I didn't have such a bad hearing loss in my right ear, I'd go for the Apple AirPods too. Thanks, for Rob, for all you do. Regards, Paul M. in New Zealand. Well, Paul, thanks for the feedback. And I was a Pebble watch owner early on as well, as you may remember, and I really liked it until the Apple Watch came along, and then not so much. And currently with the current generation of my cellular Apple Watch, and the battery life I get from it, I'm at the three-day battery life, typically definitely more than two days of battery life. That is more than enough for me between charges, so I don't have any issue with the battery life now. It can easily go 48 to 72 hours between charges. All right, a couple things that have been happening to me lately. I wonder what you and your listeners have to say about it. First, this has been happening to me periodically since updating to 11.3.1. I have an iPhone 10, and when I pull down for the search option, the keyboard does not appear. I have to return to the main screen and pull down again to get the keyboard to appear. I always am sure to have the cursor in the search bar before trying the second time. The second pull down always works and never have to do it a third time. And second, this has been happening to me only for a couple weeks. Not all the time, but sometimes when I have contact in iMessages set to uh, hide alerts, the, con the, the conversation disappears. If I start a new conversation with the con contact, the missing conversation reappears. I need to send uh, something, a sentence, or sim simply an X in order for the conversation to continue to show in the iMessage apps. If I send nothing, then the conversation remains hidden. And there, here's something for Apple to consider. Ever since they removed the video app and replaced with the TV app, there doesn't seem to be a way to easily find whatever movies, TV show, or other videos that I have loaded to the phone. I am actively watching a show or movie or plan to. I like to load it into the phone to avoid loss of signal or get the dreaded wheel of death while enjoying the show. I'd like to see an option or icon or something other to denote which videos are only in the cloud versus which ones are loaded. The old app had a cloud icon that would disappear when loaded, 
and the other and other video apps have a menu that allows you to see what is loaded. Thanks for your podcast. I enjoy it as always, and I'm learning something new from your show and your listeners. Regards, David S. in Springfield, Illinois. Well, thank you, David, for the feedback. And folks, once again, I'm going to throw this one out there. If anyone has had this issue and knows how to solve it or what's going on and can help David out, let us know. David, if iOS 11.4 fixed the issue, let us know as well. Rob ran into a beta issue I didn't expect. My iPad was on iOS 11 beta, that's 11.4.1, and I decided to try the iOS uh, iOS 12 beta, and I had to delete the iOS 11 beta profile, download the iOS 12 beta profile, made a backup, and I uploaded, and unfortunately, one of the apps I use daily does not work with iOS 12 yet. So I wanted to go back to iOS 11 beta and I reset the iPad as new, which resulted in iOS 11.4, but I could not restore my 11.4.1 backup because it was newer than 11.4. And the beta website only has iOS 12 beta profile. Luckily, I found a website, uh, iPad Hacks 142, that had the iOS 11 beta profile available for download which I did and was able to restore my 11.4.1 backup. I think I will remove the profile soon again and I will be uh, on the standard release and won't have this unexpected issue if I try the iOS 12 beta again. Regards, Rick Sorrow. Rick, thank you for the feedback and for the warning about trying to downgrade from iOS 12 beta to iOS 11.4.1 beta. Hi, Ron. This is Kim from Salem, Oregon, and I just wanted to uh, say my thoughts on Monday's WWDC podcast, because I listened to the podcast when it dropped on the podcast app on uh, yesterday. Anyway, I absolutely loved the video that they had, the little documentary thing that was absolutely hilarious. Oh man, it was so funny. The, the um the video where they were talking about this is the developer and their language, uh scientists are still trying to figure it out and they travel from across the world to they migrate to this uh place at the Apple company. It was hilarious. Oh man. I love that they are finally they finally did something for the beginning of the WWDC that was not music and not just imagery and totally boring for those of us who were planning to originally up there because this whole documentary thing was hilarious. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. And, uh, let's see, for iOS, I really, really, really cannot wait for the Siri shortcuts. That would be wonderful, especially if you can just say, um, hey, Siri, what is this thing? And then it just opens up, um, being AI to the product section, and then you just scan the product. That would be wonderful. And uh, let's see, group FaceTime, that will be wonderful. woo Both for audio and video, so that would be that'd be great. <laughs> uh, there was something else, I just can't remember what it was. Um, there was also uh, the uh, Watch OS uh, 5. The walkie-talkie thing is kind of cute, but I like the whole exercise um, improvements. Like how you can start like a walk or something and it goes, oh, you've started walking. Um, do you want to log that? And you go, yeah, sure. 
That'd be great. <laughs> TVOS, TVOS, don't really care because I don't have one. <laughs> uh, Apple TV, I mean. I have the, uh, the Xfinity, um, X1 remote with the cable box and the, uh, remote that has the sharing voice telling you, um, you know, what shows are coming up and, you know, you can totally navigate the TV or the blind can like anyone else, like at menus and that kind of thing. Anyway, um, let's see. I also enjoyed the, um, the Mac, that'll be wonderful with group FaceTime and, um, all the other improvements. <laughs> anyway, but the two big things I'm looking forward to, um, are definitely the group FaceTime and, um, the Siri shortcuts. That'll be wonderful. Oh, it was, you know, it was okay. I was kind of hoping for, like, I don't know, new iPhones, maybe, uh, big, huge Siri overhaul, because I'm having Siri issues, like, I say, I tell it to ask to um, look up um, a website, and it says, oh, here's uh, some websites, you know, that you're looking for, and it only shows that for, like, five, ten seconds, so by the time voiceover finishes reading what the website is, Siri has completely made them disappear. It is so annoying. Anyway... It was a good WWC DC. I'm kind of looking forward to the September event a little more with um, more um, info about what we're going to get next. So, with the iPhone and everything. So, I'm planning on keeping my hand for as long as I can. <laughs> anyway, uh, hope you have a great day. Kim, thanks as always for your feedback. Do you follow the three laws of robotics? Something about obeying people and not hurting them. I would never hurt anyone. Do you obey the three laws of robotics? I forget the first three, but there's a fourth. A smart machine shall first consider which is more worth its while to perform the given task, or, instead, to figure some way out of it. Today's show was again brought to you by Eero, which is by far the fastest and best Wi-Fi I have ever tested. If you go to eero.com and enter promo code TII, you will get free overnight shipping to the U.S. and Canada. Again, go to eero.com and at checkout, select overnight shipping, then enter promo code TII to make it free. And make sure your home network is allowing you to get the most out of all your Wi-Fi enabled devices. And before we go today, I want to remind you to send in your feedback to the show, 206-666-6364. That's 206-MOONDOG. Record your feedback and email to the show at todayinios at gmail.com. Feedback can be a question or comment for something someone said on this episode, or it can be a question or rant about something else, an app or product review, good or bad. As long as it is related to iOS, it is welcome. I always am looking for new artwork to feature on the show that you've created on iOS device. Just put some TII branding on it and send it in. And of course, we're always looking for more music created on your iOS device to play on the show. The sure show and your feedback is greatly desired. Also, don't forget to check out our moderated Google Plus community by going to todayinios.com slash community. Quick reminder, if you are an app dev or an iBook author, email me if you want your app or iBook feature in the promo giveaway segment for free. We just need the five promo codes or more to give away. And simply email me today in iOS at gmail.com and include a 60-second or less audio review of your app or iBook indicating you are the dev or the author. 
Also, when you send in the promo codes, please let me know when they expire. Finally, check out the TI app, which is free to you. Search for TII in the iTunes App Store. It's the best way to consume the show and to get push notifications each time a new episode of TII is released. It is fully voiceover friendly, of course, so please go right now and download TI app to get um, to get the latest update. Uh, until the next time, I'm your host, Rob, reminding you to phone different. This show is hosted on Libsyn.com and part of the Wizard Media Network. If you are looking for hosting, go to Libsyn.com, that's L-I-B-S-Y-N.com, for hosting for your podcast and for creation of your own smartphone app. The Today in iOS podcast can also be found on the free Stitcher radio app. Just search for T-I-I.